Welcome to The Culture Edit, unique perspectives into the personal and professional lives of individuals at the helm of successful business, athletics, art, and design. Welcome to The Culture Edit, episode 15. We are at our office on a Sunday. Once again, this is kind of becoming our usual habit, uh, but it's really fun. We have a nice bottle of Flora. Uh, if you haven't tried that, it's it's typically like a bubbly Prosecco, kind of an elevated Prosecco as I like to think of it. Um, but this is a Prosecco Rosado, so it's more like a sparkling rosé. Um, but it's really good. So we're having a couple glasses of that. I'm here with Chad. Say hello. Hello. Well, first of all, I guess feedback from previous episodes has been awesome as usual. Love to continue to hear people give us insights on what they learned and how much they like to hear us. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> why, why do you point to me when you don't know what you're going to talk about? I don't know. What I've been surprised by is people giving us, giving us feedback about how we interact yeah. as a couple. Yeah. People find it entertaining. Yes. But you know what we were talking <laughs> about is that that, ten, that specific feedback <laughs> tends to come from couples that listen to us. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Together. Yeah, I guess we have a different dynamic. Maybe because we don't have kids and like we recently learned that there's couples that like it's like their Netflix date, yeah. but uh, them listening to our podcast. I don't think we want to say that we are the Netflix and chill. <laughs> no, 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 of but podcast because like that's kind of weird. No, how they're like, no, you can't listen without me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thing. Like, that's... yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, I ho- hopefully we're inspiring people to spend more time with each other. That's what I hope. Because we spend 24-7 together? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I think like couples, you can get, you can be around other couple friends that both, like they don't, no one spends time with each other except for like a dinner and then the weekends Um, and the weekends are consumed by other things. And so I hope that us being able to work together and spend time together and show that like you don't have to have, especially for the younger listeners, like you don't have to have a traditional, like we get married, we have kids, we do all like, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying, especially for my younger women listening, because I know you are, you don't have to have a traditional anything. Like you can definitely have a, you could just have whatever you want. Just get whatever you want. Yeah. Do whatever you want. That's, that's the, the motto of it all. Okay. So I hope, I hope are that's you, what we're. You're ending that. I was just wondering if you're going to go down your speech about that, but uh, I'm glad we're, we're just going to stop there. I don't know what speech that is, but. Uh, about like what society forces you to do well i think that's like so talked about all the time it's more just like do whatever makes you happy which i think i think a lot of people are doing that now that's why people have kids later that's why people are traveling more instead of buying a big house like everyone's reprioritizing so anyways like like when uh women used to ask you when you're gonna have kids yeah i mean i'm really really lucky that i don't get asked that our dry cleaner ask you she's She's a woman elderly (laughs) (laughs) though, and not from this country (laughs) and might be from a country that that's like the she asked you every time you go in (laughs) she she said she didn't want to continue to take my pants in just in case i got pregnant (laughs) the next year (laughs) i told you i think you need to just keep responding like i can't and start crying i don't i can't do that to her she's very elderly again not from this country not the same upbringing from like a family dynamics perspective like she definitely comes from a place where having kids is everything yeah. So I respect that. So with the feedback theme, I want to know who our Melbourne listeners are. We see, Wahoo people. we see you. We don't know you. Please send us a message. Yeah, send us a Cause note. Because there's like lots of people in Melbourne, Australia yeah. listening. I thought maybe it was Wahooligans. Could, I, it could be. I mean, it totally could be. Yeah. But if you're in I Melbourne and you're listening, please, yeah, 
send us a message. We'll send you a hat. It might be like the most hat expensive hat we've ever shipped to anyone, but we'll we'll do it. Yeah, we'll send you a culture hat for sure. Uh, do you want to give an update on your injury? Injury update week three, making a lot of progress. This was the the week of the progress for sure. Now I can type now. Um, it's a bonus for work. I can walk to work without pain relatively. Friday was the first day I didn't wear a brace with my arm strapped to my body. And we went out to dinner with JP and Linda at Del Bar, which I know we'll talk about. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm making progress. I've been to the gym last two days uh, on the recumbent bike. I st- everyone keeps asking me, why aren't you uh, on the train? Are you on the trainer yet? I can't reach the trainer. I can't reach the bars. So um, yeah, we're not there yet, but uh, it's now just the collarbone and the uh, elbow. And I've got probably... What would you say? 70% like mobility of my yeah, elbow? Yeah, about that. Yeah, 70% mobility of my elbow. Why don't you just sit up and ride the trainer? Just like sit straight up and ride the yeah. trainer? Yeah. How long is that going to last? I mean, I do it when I'm like on my phone. <laughs> no, that doesn't work for me. Oh. Yeah. Why? I don't understand. Uh, I could just go to the gym and do the recumbent. Oh. I, I did try to start to do some like rehab stuff today and that was a disaster. Was um, it the rehab or was it the recumbent? The rehab. Like I tried to like start doing some band work with the shoulder. I just don't have enough mobility yet. And yeah. it just, it, it messed it up more. Um, but Typical uh, Chad fashion. Yeah. It's, it's getting better though. It's, it's definitely, I feel like we're rounding the corner. Like the next few weeks are going to be really fast, uh, which is good because this week I got to go to Texas. Uh, so I'll be traveling with a broken collarbone, but it'll be fun. Yeah. I appreciate you doing that. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> uh, it has given me though, like we were talking about this. Being injured like this, well, first of all, being injured at the very start of college football season has been incredible because I probably haven't watched, paid attention to college football in 10 years. But being, uh, you know, from Tallahassee and growing up, all going to all the games at Florida State, then going to Florida State, like it was a huge part of my life and it hasn't been for a long time. So to, to be able to watch college football again has been pretty cool instead of just like riding my bike all day. Uh, but also the, um, I've been going down a memory lane of movies. Do you know this? Yeah, yeah, you told me. Yeah, like after you go to bed, I'll, I, Nikki goes to bed at seven thirty, so I've <laughs> got a lot of time. Nine. I've got a lot of time to watch movies, but uh, like I watched Point Break this weekend, like by myself. That movie holds up. It's like one of my. I favorite think movies Goose also. just needs to come over like at nine and just stay up and all night watch watching movies with, movies with you. Yeah, because <laughs> he stays up till like three a.m. every day. But I just want everyone out there that is my age, around my age. Go back and watch Point Break. I mean, Keanu Reeves is still a terrible actor. How do we that, know how old you are? Well, I'm going to turn 48 on, yeah, this coming weekend, I'll be 48 years old, which is hard for me to say. But uh, Point Break, like, Keanu Reeves is terrible in the beginning. It's like he learns to act through the movie. But Patrick Swayze in that movie, I mean, it's just like, it's it holds up. It Like, to this day, it still holds up. So watch Point Break. Lots to learn there. But watching old movies, The Departed. What else did I watch? I've watched like so many old stuff like through this injury. So that's been what I'm looking for silver linings. You're looking for the silver linings. Yeah, I'm looking for silver linings. So college football, not no NFL, but college football and uh, coincides with uh, Seminoles being really good and being Clemson yesterday. So that was 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 exciting. Yeah. So this week? Yeah, this week was a pretty long week. It's like one of those weeks where you forget what day it is because there's just a lot going on. We had a lot of different focus groups this week, which was interesting. Virtual focus groups. Virtual, which I'm not a huge which, fan of. Yeah, you struggle in- with a virtual focus Well, I mean, groups. if you have... I, I I actually don't even know if I have ADHD. I just say I have ADHD. No, you do. I feel like at this point, why, why get diagnosed? Like, I'm not going to take Adderall, but it's really hard to focus on like a virtual focus group because... <laughs> 
you it's hard to focus on a virtual focus group yeah it takes the focus out of focus group yeah um but it was fine we we did that and then but we did Are have you, fun. so you're impressed with my ability to focus on a virtual focus group well you don't have adhd yeah so yeah i mean yeah joanna's really good with virtual focus no group. everyone's yeah. good except me it's just not my strong suit yeah you like to be in person i like to be in person i like to i mean i take notes like a ton of notes which keeps me focused that's kind of that is my trick is like i basically transcribe the yeah. entire conversation to yeah. force myself to focus. So, but uh, one highlight of the week was the party we went to. Yeah, the foundry. On party. a well, it was On a Thursday. school night night too. Like that, that was unusual for us. Really hard for me, but it was fun. Yeah. So the foundry is a commercial real estate group that our good friend Scott Demeyer uh, is a part of, uh, and they had a, their annual party, which happens to be right next to our office. So we're in Studioplex, and they're in the junction at Crog, brand yeah. new building, uh, and they had. Their strangely themed pirate theme. Tortuga. Tortuga. Uh, I asked, are they from Tampa? So all our Tampa listeners, like you're used to. They're from Orlando. Yeah. Tampa listeners, they're totally used to pirate themed stuff because that's like, you know, Tampa is pirates. Yeah. But no, this was Tortuga pirate themed in urban Atlanta. It was really weird. It was interesting. No, but no one was dressed up. I, I thought maybe someone might be dressed up by. They did have a good band though. Uh, they had a great band. Like They're, an eighties throwback band. Yeah. Seventies and eighties. Uh, they were really good. They're playing Hall and Oates and the Eagles. Like it was, it would, they were really good. Actually, we need to find out who they were because we could use them for a party. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks to Scott for inviting us to that, um, school night party. It was way a lot of too much wine, too much, um, too much wine. Um, we got to hang out with Bargava, uh, Be Chill from Chill Studios, uh, for a long time. Yeah, that uh, was nice to catch nice, up. Nice to see him for a long time. He'll be on the pod at some point. Yeah, he's definitely going to be on the pod. Uh, if you don't know Chill Studios, look them up. Yeah, go or, give him a follow on or Instagram. Be Chill, and yeah, he takes amazing pictures of sunsets behind the city and a lot of other things besides sunsets. <laughs> okay. I know, but that's my favorite <laughs> things that he does. Um, he's th- he's taking some great pictures of us actually. for sure. Yeah, yeah, and our dogs. It was fun. A commercial real estate group, not our crowd. Like we didn't really know a lot of people. Not for us, it was like a completely new group. We so felt like a little bit fish out of water, but a little bit, yeah. Everyone knew each other except for us and Bargabud. Yeah. Tomorrow. Well, and we it was nice because we got to run. We ran into Heath and Stephanie from Line Chaser. That like was, you, like that was we, unusual. We ran into people who like we wouldn't have expected to run into because we didn't know anyone at this event. Yeah. So we really didn't expect to run into anyone we knew, and then we ran into two people that also aren't in the industry. But we're at, well, I guess Stephanie, she does, she is in the industry, but Heath's not who, and I know him through Lion Chaser, the gym that I, he owns the gym that I go to. Um, So it was like a nice surprise around every corner of like seeing people. Yeah. Listeners would know Lion Chaser from previous episodes because you talk about Lion Chaser all the time. It's like, and I told Heath, I was like, like they've done everything right when it comes to that gym. I mean, Uh, Saturday, I went last, I didn't go this Saturday because I did a group run, um, but last Saturday I went to, normally I can't, I don't go to the Saturday classes because we're riding, but I did go last Saturday and it was really fun. They had a live DJ in the gym for the class and it was, it was like a party. It was awesome. So a live I, DJ during the workout class. Yeah. Like doing the music for the class. Huh? So he was DJing for the entire class. They're like pumping you up. Yeah. It was really fun. Oh. I, I liked it. I had fun. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, I, need I, to, I need to do that. Yeah. Highly recommend. Okay. Maybe when I'm not broken. Yeah, I think Heath was pretty surprised by how broken and <laughs> broken I looked. <laughs> Sad. Uh, but we also got to meet Beam from Atlanta Influences Everything, which I know Scott's been trying to introduce us for a long time. So to get me, 
well, I mean, we talked to Bean for a long time. Yeah, we did. Uh, and if you don't know them, uh, check out Atlanta Influences Everything. It's a brand. Uh, and it's a very influential brand here in Atlanta. And yeah, like now that you hear it, you'll see people wearing it around town. We saw it everywhere. yesterday. Yeah, we saw a guy yesterday at wine tasting. Yeah, we were at Vinoteca and there was a guy wearing it. Atlanta influences everything. And the thing is, I, I agree with that statement. I talk about that all the time. Like I say Atlanta is the culture capital of the world. Yeah, for sure. It's the same kind of concept, but um, maybe we can get Beam on the podcast yeah. guest list, I think for sure. So then Friday night, we... Wait, Friday during the day, got a haircut. Oh, okay. I, Big news. I didn't know we were going to talk about your haircut. Big news. Okay. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Creature Studios, Jonathan Lane. Another haircut I told you not to get, and but then you got it, and I said it looks beautiful. Well, I feel like you have to say that. I why, cut, why does every guy tell their wife or significant other not to cut their hair? Well, I, had, I hadn't cut my hair since February. Yeah. That's a really long time. It's really long. And it was so long. And it was just getting to that, like, girls know this. Like, there, there gets a point where it kind of starts to look, like, PC. Um, and it, PC? Yeah, like, it, like it's, like, PC or stringy. I don't want to say stringy. because that. I don't want to say stringy because that sounds weird. But it's, like, pieced apart at the end, so, you know, because of, like, dead ends. Or, like, it just doesn't look, like, fresh. Um, so I was like, it's time to look fresh. Okay. Um, so yeah, we chopped off like six inches. Who's we? Well, I didn't chop it off. Jonathan oh. chopped it off. Oh, so you and Jonathan chopped it off? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I directed the process and he, he did the, the doing. Yeah. Um, but amazing guy, amazing creature studio is awesome. I send people there constantly. And if you want a good place to get your hair colored and cut creature studio. Well, just Park. to clarify, cause I get to hear this probably 10 times a week. Nikki does not color her hair, even though girls always ask where she gets her hair colored. It's just it looks like that. But when I used to get it colored before the pandemic, before I let myself go, um, <laughs> I went, <laughs> yeah. I would, Jen, Jen, the owner of, um, creature studio, she would color my hair. She's amazing. When people heard the episode about me crashing at Steamboat and Ray went down in front of me and I crashed into Ray, Ray is Jen's husband. Yes. Small world. Yeah. So cycling, hair, Six degrees of separation. hair stuff, everything. It's all the culture of Atlanta. Can we talk about the controversy that is ripping the city apart? I'm trying to think what that would be. Oh, wait. Sorry. We'll come back to that. <laughs> Friday, we got to take one of our favorite things to do is to take friends that have never been to Del Bar for the first time. Our favorite thing to do. Yeah, it's our favorite thing to do. So uh, we took JP and Linda, and JP got there first and actually became a local. He became the mayor of Del Bar. He became the mayor of Del Bar. <laughs> Which is what JP does. <laughs> yeah. He becomes the mayor of wherever So we came he in and he was the mayor of Del Bar and everyone that worked there knew him. And uh, he was, uh, yeah, he, he waiter, brought his Alex. own wine and he was pouring wine for the staff. And yeah, it was crazy. What I want to talk about with that, like they had a great experience. They said it was the, it was the best Persian food they ever had, which it always is. It's so good. Uh, the service is always top notch. Uh, shout out to Alex, I believe was our server's name. I thought it was Alan, but you said Alex, but. It's definitely not Alan. <laughs> uh, it was Alex and he said he's going to listen to the podcast because okay. JP told him to. Uh, so Alex, if you're out there, uh, amazing service. It was really, really, really fun. But JP opened our eyes up to a whole new strategy around corking fees. And that's... But if Alex is listening... Alex, close your ears. Earmuffs, this is the Alex. part where Alex turns the sound off. Offering the staff and providing your server with a little swig... Of, a little sippy sip of the nice wine, then leads to not getting charged for a corking fee. I was shocked. Yeah, oh well, 
I think Alex can be listening. Maybe that not the owner of Delbar should be true, listening. True. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we don't tag, tag Delbar, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> He said, uh, JP said it like works nine. I've never eight, even heard eight, of I think it. he said eight times out of 10. I've never heard of this, but it's genius. So bring your own nice wine that you want to drink because uh, life's too short to drink shitty wine. Give a little sip to the server and you don't you don't get charged a corking fee. We didn't talk about the run club yet. Everyone knows Nikki is now a runner. I'm on a cycling hiatus. Might never go back. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> Chad's like, no. <laughs> no, that's not true. So what have you been doing? Uh, I've been running, and so I went to my first group run on Saturday with the Atlanta Run Club. Solo. You were nervous. Oh, I was so nervous. I didn't sleep. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. Like, I get worried. Like, what if no one likes me? What if I'm not popular? Yeah. <laughs> not that I, Even I don't need Nikki to be popular. Even imposter but syndrome. I have imposter syndrome of, like, being confident. Huh. Like, people think, people always just assume I'm very confident in everything I do. And I will say that in a lot of situations, I am confident, especially like work, business. Like I don't get super nervous around anything regarding work. So this is like the opposite of most people. This is the opposite. Yeah. So I have no anxiety around work, pr presentations, pitches, public speaking, like maybe a little bit around public speaking, but like more like butterflies in the belly, but not actual anxiety but social because we social, practice public speaking that's why but and it's like how i grew up but yeah. social situations i get so anxious yeah i think it's because i was bullied really bad when i was a kid but i was so nervous about showing up to this run club Did solo. Anyone bully you? no one bullied me but oh, good so it was fine yeah um but you can't like unlearn some things like sometimes it's just burned into your like soul so atlanta run club is that what you atlanta said? run club um, they're really cool on social media. So I, well, basically every time I was walking the dog on dogs on Mondays evenings, I would see this like massive group of a thousand, not really a thousand, but like hundreds of people running down the belt line. Or if we're walking home from work, yeah, they yeah. just like swarm us. And so it kind of caught my attention because it looked yeah. really fun. So they have a Monday group run. They have a went or it was a Thursday track workout and then a Saturday group run that meets at Piedmont Park. Um, so I did. I I think it's the an evolution of the run group we we used to do on Mondays from Lululemon. From Lululemon, I, I that Charlie so. led. I I think this is the evolution of yeah. that. Yeah. So I showed yeah. up to this. Um, it was really great. Everyone was very nice. I mean, I just went up and just kind of said, "Hey, I'm new here." And yeah, but you like, said everyone was new. Yeah, most like half the group was new, so it was kind of nice. I met like a bunch of girls that were really cool. Yeah, so it was fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Okay, highly recommend. And you're going to do it again tomorrow night. You yeah, I'm going to do it tomorrow night. night. Yeah. Can we talk about? The controversy that is ripping this city apart. Ripping America apart. I, well, it's, it's ripping the city apart. I think America hasn't quite realized what the ramifications are yet because they're not, they don't live here and, and most of them aren't affected. It's coming though. It's, it's coming. It's really bad. The ripples are turning into waves. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is controversial. Um, we don't What's normally saying? do like controversy. Someone skips a rock like across like a country and like the other no, side of the world. it's a butterfly. Oh. <laughs> it's the butterfly effect you're talking about. Okay, wrong. It was an Ashton Kutcher mo movie uh, oh. in the I late 90s. I something about a rock skipping a rock. No, it's the butterfly effect where they, a butterfly flaps its wings on a pond in oh. um, South America and it ends up causing the world to blow up. Uh, this is uh, this is more than a butterfly. It's, um, it's pretty significant, especially if you live here, you work here, you travel a lot. Um, and, uh, I think it starts with Tom Brady. I blame Tom. Yeah. Blame Brady. Do you want to explain what we're talking about? 
So we're talking about the new changes to Delta's uh, SkyMiles rewards program, yeah. or their loyalty program. And medallion program. I think everyone is focused on the wrong thing. Definitely. Everyone is focused on the Delta Sky Club and yeah. how they're not going to be able to get into Delta Sky Club as as frequently as they used to, or if at all. Which is valid. Which is, yeah, like it's a valid fear. They're not, but the Sky Clubs have been complete disasters for like the last three years. It's like, like a homeless encampment we don't even when you go. go in there. People are like <laughs> sitting on the floor with like their blanket and like sweater over their head with their laptop like sprawled out between their legs. What, what I realize though is that you and I are different because we don't go early just to go to People the Sky People have their club. dogs with them like barking. It's literally yeah. like a homeless encampment. So like Caitlin and Alex go to the airport three or four hours early just so they hang out in the Sky Club. Yeah. Like, so we do don't Alan do and Carrie. Yeah. And so we don't do that. Yeah. We get there. And Linda and JP. So we're, I guess we're not it's, the norm. It's rare for us to get there that early. Yeah. Like we, I think we like to cut it a little close maybe. I, I would say we give ourselves like 30 minute buffer once we get to the gate. Yeah. So, but coming back typically is whenever we go to the Because we don't, club. we know the, we know the flow of the Atlanta airport. So we know, we know the timing. Well, we're airport ninjas. We're air, AP ninja. Yeah. We're airport ninjas. And so when you're an airport ninja, you don't need that much time. Like yeah. you, you know exactly. When you're an airport ninja. Time doesn't even matter. Right. Like, you, you know what line to go to. Exactly. Which, uh, like, clear global entry, pre-check line. There's only one in the we whole airport. We have, like, airport. the trifecta of We everything. would never tell you where it's located, uh, and you just walk right in. They actually high-five us when we're walking through. They're like, <laughs> hey, oh, good job. <laughs> um, yeah, so Sky Club, yeah, yeah. You're not getting into Sky Club anymore. Like yeah, that's, sorry. Um, if you have the Delta Reserve card, you'll not get Not unless it. you spend $180,000 a year. <laughs> well, that has nothing to do with the Sky Club. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Sky Club, you need a Delta Reserve card. 10 and, times a year. And you'll get 10 times a year. Yeah. Which includes coming back. So like so if one you're around, trip, you're, yeah. you're burning two. But what you and I have been talking about is that people are worried about the wrong thing because that doesn't actually matter. Yeah. What matters is status and upgrades in our mind. And how much you have to spend to and fly to get these upgrades now. So we're platinum medallions. Or get your qualifications. We're platinum medallions. Both of us are platinum medallions. Yeah. I've been a platinum or diamond medallion for at least 15 years, I would say. And so what we're looking at, we've just been evaluating this based on platinum medallion status. status. And here's what we've determined. Based on the new requirements, they only measure medallion qualifications qualification dollars, no longer miles, uh, and you have to spend 18,000 medallion qualification dollars to be a platinum medallion member. So do that doesn't sound like a lot. If you're like, oh, 18,000, that's not a lot, but here's the catch. Right. So if you do, let's just do a couple of different scenarios. Let's assume every flight you take is $500. If you bought $500 flights for the year, you would need 36 trips, 36 round trips at $500 per flight to qualify for Platinum Medallion. Now, there's an asterisk there. The asterisk is it cannot be basic cabin. cabin. Basic economy, economy doesn't, doesn't count. count towards Medallion qualification So you could be dollars. flying to Europe and spending $1,100 on a economy. 1800 $1,800 on an economy cabin, and it will not count towards your miles. You have to do main cabin or above. This is literally an asterisk in the new policy. Yeah, which I don't think people are going to realize. No. So they're like, no. oh, you know, I do two trips to Europe a year. Like, it'll be fine. And nope. then, But they're just booking the cheapest European trip. Yeah. So you're not getting that. 
So then other people are thinking, okay, and well. And it says, sorry, it says basic or economy cabin or similar fares. Right. But doesn't d- disclose what, sim- like it doesn't define what does that mean? We've gone into the policy. They don't define what similar fares means at all. Sketch. Yeah, very sketchy. Sketchy. Tom. Um, so everyone would think, well, okay, well, my American Express will get me uh, qualification dollars. And the answer is no, right? So platinum now, it's $1 for every $20, one medallion qualification dollar for every $20 you spend, right? Or you can have a reserve card, which is one medallion qualification dollar for every $10 you spend on the card. Correct. So what's the math on that? You have to, if you were, well, if you were to not fly, then that would mean you would have to spend $180,000 a year on your American (laughs) Express on the reserve card, which is like a $700 a year annual fee. If you have your platinum card, You'd have to spend $360,000 a year <laughs> on your platinum card if you didn't fly. But how frequently are you fl- like, so you're flying basic economy. That doesn't count. So you fly, let's say comfort plus a few times a year. That's still not, you're, okay. So you're knocked it down to $300,000. So immediate backlash has been terrible. Like there, have you looked at their Instagram? No, I haven't. Oh, oh I, I looked at their Instagram. They've, they've tried to like post like all these like different, like kind of inspirational videos, like taking off to your dreams and stuff like that. And, and it's like 2000 comments of just getting blasted. Um, so then they've gone back now. It's been a week now. They've provided different scenarios, you said? Yeah, so they have different scenarios. which Like how you can earn status. Uh, like and these, to, this is even worse. It's like actually it, worse. It's, it's, like, it's like when you encounter a really rich person that tries to explain to you why doing something a certain way is like the best way, but that way is only affordable to someone that has their lifestyle and their income. And you're like, sure. Yeah. Like that mansion in Bali where you stayed, like that would be really cool. And like YOLO. Yeah. You do only live once except it's going to take my whole lifetime to be able to stay there (laughs) if I worked every day. So like not reasonable. Okay. Give the scenarios. So a couple of them. So how Megan earns platinum 18,000 MQDs a year. She flies one to two times a month. For business, mostly domestic, with the occasional inter- international trip. The occasional international trip. The occasional okay. international trip. So she's flying 24 weeks a year. With the occasional international trip. Okay. <laughs> a summer trip to Europe with Delta Vacations, we'll, we'll get, there's two asterisks. Okay. So like, you know, when you see the double asterisks, like you just keep, it keeps getting worse. Like yeah. stop adding asterisks. Like it makes, makes me anxious. We're going to dig into the asterisks. So then the third thing is, on top of the summer trip to Europe with Delta Vacations, she spends $5,000 per month on her Delta SkyMiles Reserve American Express card for the entire medallion qualification year. Now, let's dig into the double asterisks. What is Delta Vacations? Assume Megan paid for a round-trip vacation package for a family of four from Atlanta to Paris. Family of four Family to of Paris. Four. Okay. Family of four. All passengers book a Y-class main cabin fare or better on a flight marketed and operated only by Delta, where the total package price is approximately $8,300 before taxes and fees. Okay. So really it's like $9,500. Yeah, so it's a lot. It's a lot. What happened, I think, was a rabbit hole over a course of many years where Delta and American Express were in a partnership that became one-sided, right? And so American Express was looking to incentivize people to get cards, and to pay fees for cards. And what we found is that American Express ended up paying Delta $5.5 billion a year 
Well, that was in 2022 as a result of how much they were getting from these fees and cards. But I think Delta decided that it was impacting their brand and their loyalty program so much because they had so many people that had status that weren't actually flying that much. Uh, and But I think the correction uh, is pretty, over, pretty far off the mark. <laughs> pretty far off the mark. And I think they're, they're going to see, especially in, in Atlanta in particular, because this is the hub and we all fly Delta, we don't even consider flying. We, we don't actually, like I think it would shock people around the world, we don't look at other airlines. I don't even, I've never had any other account besides Delta. We've never looked like at no another. Like no other airline knows I exist. Right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like I think other people around the country and around the world would, would be shocked by that. But we, people from Atlanta do not think about a different airline other when than When I Delta. hear people not flying Delta, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Why would you fly anything else? Yeah. But now, I mean, so, so what are we done? So since this has come out, you had a platinum card. We canceled that platinum card because yep. that was it was pointless for us to have a platinum card. I got you. We had a Delta Reserve card, uh, so we got you on the Delta Reserve account, and then we have a platinum business account. Uh, I think you're going to see more people canceling cards and trying to consolidate, especially on the family side, to to make sure that they're putting spending power into getting that status. But I think also what you're going to see which we've talked about for the first time in our lives, when we fly to Miami, maybe we don't need to fly Delta. Or New York. Or New York. New York, yeah. Like a lower-priced a lower priced flight to a, on a short, an hour, it's an hour to Miami, it's an hour and a half to New York, that's going to be in, typically we would book basic economy because we would get upgraded yeah. to Delta Plus or first class. And it doesn't really class. matter if like, and it also doesn't really matter to like be in any of the higher classes if you're just it's an hour flight like it's yeah. not a big deal. But we always would get upgraded. We always, yeah. That's why always. this is a big deal because we we we're more concerned about getting upgraded than we are about Sky Club. the stupid club, Sky Club. Yeah. Uh, and I know we're in the minority on that. Anyway, I think that's what's going to happen. I think Delta has way overstepped uh, their correction on this, and I predict. Well, I, I would like to have Ed on the podcast, so I think we should try to talk talk to Ed about this, um, but. Uh, we probably guarantee we're never going to have Delta as a client now. Uh, but uh, I think they've overstepped a little bit. I think they're going to revise this policy. I blame Tom. So that's our, uh, that's our controversy of the week. Another kind of culture-related thing, considering Chad has had so much time to watch football, uh, it's got us really into following, like everyone else in the, in the nation, uh, Deion Sanders, coach. I thought they were saying coach crime, but they were <laughs> saying coach prime. Some might say coach prime crime. If, I think if you're from Miami, you say coach crime. I thought they were saying that this whole no, time. No, no, and I was like, prime. what crime I'd explain to Nikki it was prime time. Like that prime that's time. his nickname is Dion Prime Time. Yeah. So yeah. um but what he's done with that team obviously is I mean Colorado. they did lose they lost this week. I mean it like I think he knew that was bound to happen. Like you can only do so much with the talent that you accumulated over six months versus like years, which is what other teams have. Yeah. Um but the fact that they're the number one watched sports team or college football college team. College football, yeah. Is, is it just this year or like in history? With, it was, you know the stats, I don't know. It was the most watched college football game, I think, in history was last week. So, you know, I, what we were talking about is I think it's only a matter of time before people start thinking about how to align what Dion has done at Colorado with what CEOs or executives could potentially do at organizations, right? And he's taken a team that, has been a perennial loser for a long time. They won one game. 
Um, they've got some history of winning. Like they tied Georgia Tech for the national championship in 1990. But, uh, you know, they, they've never been good. Uh, yeah. They've always had great uniforms, but they've never been good. Uh, and so what Dion's done uh, is pretty phenomenal. And it's really, it's based on his culture as a leader instead of the program. So these kids have followed him from from Jackson State, which, which is where he was. He already recruited five-star kids that decided not to go to Florida State because they wanted to go to Jackson State because of Dion, because of his personality. And I think that's something that I that I could see in the future also happening with executives and, and organizations. And, and I think as more people, more leaders get more comfortable with cameras in their face and microphones in their face, that's going to be more part of executive strategy, quite frankly. I think what Dion's done is is going to carry over. Uh, and, you know, I, I would have never in a million years guessed that Dion would be capable of doing this. I mean, obviously, he's he's a Florida State Seminole. I've actually met him. I don't know if you know that. Um, I met him at Bobby Bowden football camp when I was 12 years old. Um, but um, it was uh, he was a character back then, too. If anyone is uh, really interested about saying something really cool with Dion, Google the Seminole rap from <laughs> 1988. Um, but I, yeah, I, th I think it's, uh, you know, what he's, he's doing is, is really special and it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, obviously Florida state has coach Norwell and we're fourth ranked team in the country. And I, I am really impressed with that guy. I see him as an NFL coach one day. Um, so when he goes to NFL, might be interesting to see what Dion does with Florida state. Just saying, I don't know. But can you even hear what you just said? Yeah. Well, Nikki you're... doesn't have headphones on, so she can't hear me. I think a lot has to do with the trust that the students, the players have in him as like a personal brand. They just trust that this guy isn't going to take no for an answer. Because he's had so much success. Because they've had, yeah. like He's a Hall, he's a hall of Famer in the NFL and college football. Yeah. I mean, I think it's yeah. an example of how more leaders need to be confident in their decisions. And also, I think not taking shit if they make the wrong decision. Like sometimes you just make the wrong decision, you acknowledge it, you get past it and and that's it. And and you don't let the I see a lot of leaders that struggle with when something doesn't when a decision that they make doesn't quite go exactly how they thought it would go. They let the very small minority of like naysayers or ne negative people um make them think that it's everyone that feels like that. Yeah. And I think Dion is a perfect example of how there's there's naysay there's a lot of naysayers yeah. about him, but he doesn't a lot of even let, haters club. he doesn't even let it phase him. No. He doesn't even care. Like his press conference last night at the end of the game after you losing, were really impressed with that was press conference. Phenomenal. Yeah. He was just like, yeah, we got our bucks kicked. Yeah, it is what it is. We're it we're happens. Not, it happens. Like we're not giving up. We're not shutting down. These guys, like the guys are in the locker room, they don't have their heads hung low. Like they're they're ready to get out and practice even harder. Yep. And I, I just think that he could let the negative people really get to him, but he doesn't. And that's what builds that trust. And, you know, what we talked about last night was the, it's almost like extreme authenticity mm -hmm. that he has with a microphone in his face and a camera in his face. That's the difference. Like you don't see that that often. Like there's not many coaches that have a camera basically following them around 24 seven and just being themselves. They're not confident enough to just be themselves like that and that's what these kids love like they absolutely love it and they will do anything to to be a part of it 
like when I see someone that's like really high energy and really like, let's say like the Atlanta Run Club, I see a girl or a guy who is like on social media with the Atlanta Run Club and they're so confident and their energy is so high and they're so positive. I am so drawn to that. That's what makes me want to show up by myself to the run club. Wow. I don't know anyone there. I don't know who, I don't even know who these people are that are really positive. They could be like total weirdos, like for all I know. Mm-hmm. And they're just really good in front of the camera. But it's that positive high energy that draws the average person to you. Yeah. And so I think as a leader, even if you're really uncomfortable, if you don't have that positive energy on a pretty consistent basis, you're never going to get like the real followers. You're never really going to have people 100%. It's going to be interesting to see, to continue to watch the season. And I think it's also going to be interesting to see how this translates to other industries and genres and leadership styles. I, I, I do believe that this is, and, and like, think about like what we're doing here, uh, you know, doing the podcast and talking about as much as we talk about. I think that's what's needed for, I mean, we know this, this is what needed for the next generation workforce to care about people and jobs and employers and what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. So, uh, we'll continue to watch Dion's journey, uh, and, uh, see how the rest of the season plays out. Yeah. It's exciting. Um, but I think, you know, that's really all we had to talk about today. We have a really, 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 really exciting guest next week. Yeah. So we've already recorded. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I, th- there's no doubt in my mind, everyone listening right now is going to be blown away by the episode next week. Everyone's going to be able to take something valuable out of the conversation. 100%. That's that's the main thing. It's like there's so many nuggets. There's valuable so many, and inspired. Yeah, key. I mean, just what we were talking about, a leader that truly inspires. Yeah. That's this person. And I'm, I'm personally really, really excited about it. I know Chad is too. So definitely tune in. Yeah. So also uh, subscribe, follow, share. Share. Uh, we really appreciate everyone doing that. Uh, and uh, it helps a lot. And uh, yeah, we continue to be blown away. If you away. share on your Instagram or Facebook and tag us, we'll send you a hat this week. Tag. This week only. Tag Nick Tick. Nick Tick. Chad, or me. D Chads. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. If you tag us this week. Yeah. We will send you a hat. A culture at a hat. But you have to share it to your stories or your Facebook. I don't, I'm not a big Facebooker. So like however you share things on Facebook. You'd have to tell me if it gets <laughs> shared on Facebook. Yeah, I guess... Yeah, but we'll, we'll I'll, I'll make sure I actively check. Yeah. Also, okay. if you don't know how to share the podcast to your Instagram stories, go on Spotify or Apple. You just click share, and there's actually an option that says share to Instagram stories. Okay, cool. All right. Well, that's a wrap on episode 15. So Yeah, Sunday afternoon. Nikki's going to do some editing now, and uh, then we'll walk back down the Beltline. Hope not to get hit by a Beltline training warrior on his bike, going as hard as he possibly can through hundreds of people walking. Yeah. Have a yeah. nice Sunday. All right. All right. Happy Sunday, everyone. Okay. Bye. Hey, I'm Dion Sunday. Should know my name. But if you don't, then I'm not to blame. I got real class feet with Moose Spout. You throw them out, well, you know I'll be there. You see, I play my best when the game's on the line. I guess that's why they call me practice. I'm calling me cocky, and I know that. But that's what I got to do the Seminole rap.